that cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. Here we are in the midst of Kissmas in July, the celebration of the hottest band in the land. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. Hey, hey. Seasons greetings, my friend. Same to you. Oh, man, I love it. Favorite time of year, yes. Christmas in July. Man, we have a good time last week yeah. when we went through each and every single album in the Kiss discography and picked out the best song and the worst song off mm-hmm. each album. Yes. And I've seen a lot of people responded yeah. to that. Kind of hotly contested in the comment oh, yeah, section. totally. <laughs> and we knew it would be. Yeah. you know. And that's the beautiful thing about being a Kiss fan is because... Like Paul Stanley says, there's a little bit of something there for everybody, yeah. and he ain't lying. You yep. know, everybody likes their own thing, but most everybody loves Kiss, Yeah, especially around here. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of fun with that. We're going to have some more fun today. Today, we're doing something special, and I haven't even told Chris about it yet, so I'll save it. I'll save it, and I'll explain it to okay. everybody at the same time what exactly we're doing today, because... Man, you look a little tired. Oh, yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take it easy on you today. Mm-hmm. But before we get to all that, we got to take care of our business. And our business, well, it's telling you about the iTunes and Podchaser and Facebook recommendations mm-hmm. that we get. Yeah. And uh, we got some really good ones here today. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm going to share them with you right now. Here's one that comes to us from Apple Podcasts. It comes to us from somebody that's known as the Yellow and Black Attack. Michael Sweet reviewed us. Nice. Or a real good fan of Striper, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Comes to us from right here in the good old USA, five stars, titled Top Shelf Podcast. And it says this, the cream always rises to the top. Nice. We got a review from a Striper fortune cookie. That's pretty cool. I like that. That makes me feel good. <laughs> yes. Good things are coming. Live They're already here. Kissmas in July. Mm-hmm. We got another one. It's a Facebook recommendation. Comes to us from Matt Lappy, and he says, "Just discovered the podcast, Alice Cooper Blackout Period. Now I'm hooked. Very informative, entertaining, and interesting. Thanks, guys. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I like that a lot. Thank you, Matt." Good reviews and recommendations this week, guys. Keep them coming because when you take the time to do it, we'll take the time to read it on the show because we want to show you we appreciate it very much. Definitely. We appreciate everybody that listens. Right on. So we had a lot of listeners last week. I see the Geeks of the Week list is hefty. Yes, it is. Christmas in July. Everybody loves it. Always does well every year for us. And uh, one of the easier times of the year as far as the show goes because we kind of both know our kiss pretty well right so geeks of the week this week are Kristen schimbeck dan nation mike grabowski matt ashcraft brant cattell ridiculous rock record reviews greg troyan Warren edward larue baker four names jason buckler jeffrey mendenhall cgcm podcast trevor mcdougall brennan barrier scott stein shay hargett todd cunningham kenneth roy ken j west growing up rock podcast aaron baker david glenn mike parnell shout out loudcast sean cullen adam cox bill elam wayne cross michael coke ray coon Joseph Capone, Rodney Dixon, Jason Kearney, 
Mikhail Burrell, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Jason Wood, Michael Bagford, Wayne Shule, Alex Thorne, Rob in the Hood, Half Ace, Jay Shabluski, Focus on Metal, Devin Dungan, Christopher Stokes, Eladio, Twisted Kister, David Cathy, JJ Mack, and as always, the, the Mooger Fooger. Yeah, KISS fans, every single one of them. They love Kissmas in July, and we hope you do too. So you ready to learn about what we're doing today? Yeah, let's do it. A while back, I was talking to a buddy of mine, you know, and we were talking about our favorite bands, you know, who's the greatest of all time, you know, and of course I said, well, that's easy, man. That's Kiss. All right. And he looked at me with disdain in his eyes, mm-hmm. and he said, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, Kiss. Kiss is the greatest rock band of all time." And he's like, "No, man. Red Hot Chili Peppers." And I said, "Chili Peppers? I mean, they're all right, but I mean, they're no Kiss. No, not even close to the greatest band of all time." And he looks me in the eye and says, "You need my love, baby. Oh, so bad. You're not the only one I've ever had." And he chuckles and he goes. You guys got calling Dr. Love, and then he listed off like 50 smart, intellectually written songs that the Red Hot Chili Peppers had done. He did? Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. And so songs then about I California. Was like, we were at a stalemate. You know, I'm not giving up on Kiss, and I guess he wasn't giving up on the Chili Peppers, but what he was trying to convey to me is that Kiss lyrics are dumb. And that's not always the case. There's, there's a case to be made in a lot of cases, but, but there's, some, there's good ones too. And you know. Before we get into this, do you want to talk about Rock and Pot? I mean, I know you've been run through the ringer over this. You want to come back to it? I mean, I figured today, because you're so wore out, maybe I'll just read you some poetry. Well, let me let me do a quick little plug for okay. it because we're two weeks away now. Right. So uh, let's uh, let's get the final details hammered out here, and then we'll do some poetry. And we'll do some poetry. So, and I, not that I guys, I lo- I love rock and pot. I put my all into this thing every year, but uh, yeah, at this point, I'm hitting burnout phase, and uh, we're getting close. And there's a million things to finish doing. But uh, rock and pot expo, August 9th and 10th, Nashville Airport Marriott, August 9th, pre party with the Rock and Roll Residency, Eight Ball and Lipstick Generation. Michael Sweet, Brian Forsyth, and Tony Harnell are all going to perform with the residency. That's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great show. And who knows who else? Yeah, there's going to be other surprises, too. I just can't say who yet. Um, And I know the song selection for those guys, but I can't say so yet. I know. I wish we could say, because it's It's pretty cool. It's something you've never probably ever had the opportunity to see before, and you may never, ever have the opportunity to see again. Yeah. Talking about... Brian Forsyth, Michael Sweet, these guys getting up on stage and doing songs that you probably don't expect to hear them do. Yeah, it'll be cool. And then the, the next day at the same venue, uh, the Rockabout Expo with Michael Sweet, David Ellison from Megadeth, Tony Harnell, Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn from Danzig. Jack Gibson from Exodus, a whole host of people. Our friend Anthony Quarter from Tortora, the guys in Roxy Blue are going to perform acoustically a couple of songs during That's the awesome. day. That'll be cool. Signing signing tables, meet and greet, pictures, um, tons of vinyl vendors, and of course over 20 podcasts from all over the country recording all day That's long. That's right. And uh, that'll be happening. Panels on stage. Aaron and I are going to host a, uh, a the album. We're going to do an Albums Unleashed live with Michael Sweet for Soldiers Under Command. That's going to be awesome. Super excited for that. And um, also, you know, if, for the podcasters that are registered, there's going to be an education track with several speakers telling you how to build your show, how to start a show, all that good stuff. And then uh, a live podcast session room where we're going to have a live re- podcast recording live sessions all day, professionally recorded. And uh, also, uh, after that, then uh, David Elfson is going to do a bastery show where he basically talks about his career, plays to some tracks, and then a whole band will come up, and he'll be jamming out several uh, Megadeth and metal classics with special guests getting That's on stage. Awesome. How cool. So that'll close out the weekend, and then uh, and then it'll be time to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm getting drunk during the whole thing. I ain't waiting. Yeah, but I need you on MC duty again. Hey, I did good last year, and I was half in the bag. (laughs) Just stay half in the bag. Don't go full bag. Yeah, because I got to perform that night. You can see Aaron get on stage near the end of the day. Next up on stage, uh, who the fuck's coming up on stage? Where am I? Who are you? It's hard enough to keep track of that stuff the way it is. (laughs) I know. There's a million details. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend and uh, excited to... Have a lot of media coverage happening, and I have plenty of media outlets on site that day. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be cool. The last years have been so awesome. This is the biggest one yet. Yeah. It's going to be even cooler than the last few years. Basically, if you're a rock fan, you want to be there to yeah. meet your heroes, to talk to them, to see them in situations you've never seen them before. Like Chris said, you know, for example, Michael Sweet up on stage, sitting there with two dudes who are talking to him about the Soldiers Under Command album. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit in the audience, and when it's over, you get to ask some questions. Yep. And he's not the only one doing stuff like that. Mm-mm. All these awesome yeah. people are going to have opportunities to be up on stage. I've seen the cool thing Ken Mills is doing with mm-hmm. the bass players. Yeah, Getting the bass players up there. You're going to have the bass player from the Monkees and the bass player from Exodus <laughs> up on stage together talking about what it's like to yep. be a bass player. Where else in the world are you going to see something like that? Yeah. Just rock and pod. If you're a band, hey, you got to come down and talk to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, podcasting is the future. Everybody knows it. You know, if you're in a rock band and you're trying to get your name out to the world, there's no better way to do it. You can't even do that on your local radio station. You want to get it out to the world? Man, you got to get it in front of the rock podcasters. And there's going to be a bunch of them hanging out down there. So you bring your flyers down. You bring yourself down. See if you can get an opportunity to talk to some of these podcasts. Tell them about your band. Tell them about what you're mm-hmm. doing. Getting that word out to the world. It's There's no better way to do it. If you're a podcaster, mm-hmm. man, just the opposite of that. Plenty of opportunity to get yourself some really good audio for the upcoming months. You yeah. get to take a couple months off after Rocket Pod because you recorded 20 episodes while you were there. <laughs> right. So, you know, give yourself a vacation. Come to Rock and Pod. Get all your shows lined up. Take the next couple months off. Relax and enjoy it. If you're, you know, just anybody that loves rock and roll, there's something for you here. If you want to become a podcaster, mm-hmm. you can do it at Rock and Pod. Yep. So much going on for everybody. All you got to do is love rock and roll. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. All right. Poetry time. Ah, Chris, I want you to relax. Mm-hmm. Check it out. I got my bongos. It's going to be awesome. You ready to re- hear some poetry? Yeah. Some reciting? Okay. I know a thing or two about her. I know she'll only make you cry. She'll let you walk the streets beside her. But when she wants, she'll pass you by. What a bitch. It's good poetry, though, ain't it? Yeah. That's some good lines right there. I like that, you know, because we're going to find out today that Kiss has got some good stuff. And they got some kind of funny, weird stuff, too. But, man, in the beginning... Their stuff was all pretty damn cool and pretty damn clever. Everybody says she's looking good, and the lady knows it's understood. Strutter. Mm -hmm. I love this. Great lyrics on this song. She wears her satins like a lady. She gets her way just like a child. You take her home, and she says maybe. She takes you down and drives you wild. I like that. It's got good flow to it. That could be a poem. I'm glad she wears her satins like a lady instead of like a man. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, how else could she wear them? Well, you never know. <laughs> 70s were a strange time. Uh-huh. But that's some good stuff right there. I really think the lyrics in that are good, you know, and that's mm-hmm. I think it's good wordplay. It's clever. It's not over cliché. 
It's classic Kiss, and that's what we're covering today. Just up to a live tune, and I know so we got to cut it off somewhere. It's going to be interesting, especially with Paul's lyrics, because I'm several interviews back in the '90s when they reunited. People were saying, "Well, you know, if you do another record, you, will it be similar to songs like Strutter and stuff like that?" And he was honest. He's like, "You know, that was a 20 year old version of myself." He's right. like, you, "You could probably put a gun to my head, and I couldn't write that again." Right? Because so. your perspective changes, totally. you know, from when you're young to what you become you yeah. know your experiences in life so yeah totally i can understand that yeah i mean they became much different people over the years so yeah. um so yeah it's there's a lot of innocence in the lyrics from from this era yeah i like that because it gives it a sense of reality yeah. you know it's not contrived it's all very real mm-hmm. and it comes from experiences mm-hmm. here's a great example of that is an experience because i never knew what this meant when i was younger listening to this song but when you find out that it's about a little backdoor action, then all of a sudden it means a whole lot more to you. I'm talking about nothing to lose. Before I had a baby, I didn't care anyway. I thought about the backdoor. I didn't know what to say. (laughs) Kind of silly. But once I had a baby, I tried every way. She didn't want to do it, but she did anyway. Baby, please don't refuse. You know you got nothing to lose. Hmm. Touch your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you got something to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's the, funny lyrics, you know. That's one of them. I mean, they don't really bust that one out anymore too no. much. Or one of those VH1 Kiss specials, Gene started, you know, talking out the lyrics to that. And, and then after he gets through that line, he goes, I don't think radio was going to play that one. No, definitely not. But that's one of them songs you didn't know what it was till you really no. thought about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, that's a good one. Kind of funny, you know, tongue in cheek for sure. Well, that's yeah, tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. well said. <laughs> <laughs> this one's all right. You know, I, Ace really isn't always known for his, you know, in depth lyrics or anything, but you got to love Cold Gin. I don't know what it means. My heater's broke and I'm so tired. I need some fuel to build a fire. The girl next door, her lights are out, yeah. The landlord's gone. And I'm down and out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. I always love the lyrics of this one because yeah. it, and that comes from an honest place because uh, you know I don't think it was cold. It was wasn't cold gin that they were drinking when they were rehearsing, but it's it's kind of referencing what those guys were going through when they were in the loft, you know, because like yeah. they would go out and buy like night train and you know the really cheap ass wino stuff. Um, just to stay warm when they would, you know, because the the loft didn't like really have any heat or anything, right. so they'd be freezing their asses off. And everybody, of course, but Gene would uh, would sip on stuff to stay warm Try during to keep their practices. Trick yourself into thinking you're warm, and that that's one of the and the, that's one thing which we'll go back to probably several times. A lot of Kiss lyrics from that era, at least to me conjure up you know kind of the seedy dirty streets of new york in the 70s it's that you get that vision in your head for sure for sure yeah now it's time to leave and get another quart around the corner at the liquor store the cheapest stuff is all i need to get me back on my feet again Mm -hmm. yeah did you ever did you ever try to drink cold gin yes of course what kiss fan hasn't tried it all kiss fans uh, know it's a terrible idea terrible You can't just drink that stuff. Gin is like the one liquor I can't drink because it, it like usually when I drink it doesn't really change my personality that much. But I had when I was in college, I had a few, like you know you go through phases with friends where like you have a certain liquor that is like it's the the liquor of the moment. Yeah, and gin was kind of liquor of the moment for about a week or two. 
and I got drunk on it like three or four times, and every time I turned into a gigantic asshole. Really? I just – I would get angry and just be a prick to people. Huh. For some reason, it would just do something to my brain where it would make me into a prick. I don't think I ever drank enough gin to ever even get a buzz off it because I think it hit my lips one time and it was like, what is this stuff made out of pine needles? It and, tastes like garbage. I'm not drinking yeah, this. And we were drinking it straight. We were doing shots. Oh Yeah, that's and, awful. Yeah, like this is before the gin and juice era. So, um, But yeah, I it, for some reason, it would just make me a dick. I don't know why. That's well, the only thing that'll keep us together. Yeah, or drive us apart. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that one. And this one, well, this one's a classic. Get up and get your grandma out of here. Pick up. Old Jim is working hard this year. And baby, do the things he says to do. Huh? This what do you is, think? This is one that where I, I've never understood. Where do you come up with get up and get your grandma out of here? I'd be curious to be able to ask them, you know, I what think Gene exactly said that, that he mean? didn't know what he was singing about with yeah. this one. He just thought it sounded cool. Which and again, go Deuce, into the is 80s. A, Deuce is a perfect example of, you know, it's not what they're saying, yeah. it's how they're saying it. And it comes off perfect in this. And it's a sing-along thing, and nobody knows what the hell it means. You know? even, even he said, he's like, I don't know what he's worth a deuce even means. Worth a deuce. Some, some people have posited that it means, you know, he's worth giving anal to. So that goes back to nothing to lose. It's worth a deuce. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Gene Simmons is pretty obsessed with that at this time. Or he's worth a shit. Yeah. You know. He's worth a shit. Imagine if that was a song. I always like the line, honey, don't put your man behind his ears. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? It makes you feel like, you know, don't don't nag and bitch your man into an old age. So the the song's really a a message to a stay-at-home wife. Yeah. I guess. Knock that shit off. And, Where's and, my and her grandmother. <laughs> Is grandmother paying the bills or welfare check or something? I don't know. Yeah, you come home from working all day and your wife's got grandma sitting over there and you can't even crank your kiss records or nothing. Get yeah. her out of here. And pick up. Yeah. Throw that trash away. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> Too funny. Let's talk about what we all consider to be, well, most of us, I think a good percentage of us anyway, you and I at the very least, considered to be Kiss's quintessential song, Black Diamond. Mm-hmm. This is another one, I think, where it's the song is stronger than the lyrics. The lyrics kind of fit the song. They're not saying a whole lot. I do love the part that says, darkness will fall on the city. Mm-hmm. It seems to follow you, too. Mm-hmm. And though you don't ask for pity, there's nothing that you can do. Well, it's about a, it's about a black prostitute. Yeah. And yeah. again, this yeah. goes. This song is another example of that New York 70s yeah. kind of a dirty, yeah, you totally get that gritty kind of a song. It was a steal of uh, Brown Sugar by the Stones. Really? They had Brown Sugar, Kiss has Black Diamond. Oh, yeah. And both songs so. are about, like, about black women. So, uh, but yeah, this was about a prostitute in particular, and you know, yeah. out on the street for a living. Right. I think lyrically, it's a great song. It is pretty cool. Yeah, and very you know, seedy, dark New York. That's, yeah, that's what it comes from. I like it. So so far, we've done the first album. Yeah. And it's a story of Kiss. You mm-hmm. know where they are in their lives, what's going on around them, the things they're seeing. That's what their inspiration is. You know, my favorite lyrics on the first album. What's that? Love theme from Kiss. It's amazing. <laughs> The lyrics are the lyrics will leave you speechless. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next. Mm, I love this one. She'll adore you, and she'll floor you with her wisdom and her vision, and you'll love it and think of it until you lose all intuition. Yeah, I like that. A four syllable word in a kiss song. That's pretty big. Uh Intuition. I like that. (laughs) She can move you and improve you with her love and her devotion. And she'll thrill you, and she'll chill you, but you're headed 
for commotion. I love the lyrics in that. Empire I do House. too. That's badass. That's a, it's a great song. Badass. Very the, underrated song. The lyrics people, and the song. Yeah, people are got great on this. People kind of got sick of that one from the reunion era on, but I've always loved the groove of that song. I, mm-hmm. I think the lyrics are great. You know, just, Shoot, yeah. So well, she'll, she'll remove your medication. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the quicker you get sicker, she'll remove your medication, uh, and you'll need her, so you'll feed her with your endless dedication. That's yeah. all badass. That's, that's great all lyric very writing. Clever. Yeah. That could be a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. They could funk that one up. Totally. Sure. Yeah. Totally. It wouldn't be the same, but it'd be cool. I love that song. Good, clever lyrics from Kiss. That's what I'm talking about. There is such a thing. So far, we haven't really hit any stinkers. Oh, so nothing to lose, pun well, intended. Well, we're working on it. <laughs> I'm sorry to have taken so long. It must have been a bitch while I was gone. You mind if I sit down for a while? You'll reacquaint yourself with my style. This fucking awesome. The lyrics in this song are crazy. And Paul's told the story about that he, the song is basically written from the perspective of an astronaut who went away for thousands of years and then came back to wow. his girl. Although I don't know how she lived for thousands of years on Earth. But I. He'll have a hard time reacquainting himself to her style. But that's a. Yeah, that 100,000 years. I think those are the types of songs, which we'll get into it with Going Blind on the next one, where these are. Like Paul had said, you couldn't put a gun to their head years later and said, write something no. like this, because oh. it's just where your headspace is at at the time. Yep. It's a it's a really unique song. Always has been. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. So let's get on to the next album, then. Hotter Than Hell. Yeah. This one's got some good stuff on it, too. Again, this is kind of a continuation of the first one, lyrically, because they're kind of doing, again, it's just Kiss being real and authentic, and that's what I think is so great about these first three or four albums, Mm -hmm. is because they're so young, and they don't really know what they're doing, but they're figuring it out, Mm -hmm. and it's working. This is one I always wondered about this when I was a kid, you know, when you'd sit and try to figure out what the lyrics were and what the hell it meant, and this one I could never quite figure out. And I know how it should be. There is nothing more for you and I some are young and some are free, but I think I'm going blind. Little lady, can't you see? You're so young and so much different than I. I'm 93, you're 16. Can't you see? I'm going blind. Mm-hmm. There's some poetry there. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> and I think the original lyric was Little Lady from the Land Beneath the Sea. Yeah, I was thinking about it's that. Like about I think he's saying that on, on, uh, on when they did on Unplugged. Unplugged. Yeah, yeah, he went back to the original the lyric. Land Beneath the Sea. Yeah, that's so strange. It seems like that song would have been a better fit on Wicked Lester. Oh, yeah. It, it has that vibe. Well, he wrote it with Steve Cornell, who yeah. was with them at Wicked well, Lester. That, I guess so it was probably a written, Wicked Lester written song. During yeah. that period. But yeah, that's. I've always been intrigued by that song. It's just even musically, it's like a, it's just such a strange song. It, it doesn't fit in, in no. any rest the rest of their catalog at all. No, it's totally a unique song on its own. Mm-hmm. That doesn't it doesn't sound like a Kiss song in any way, but it's still a cool song. And unplugged really kind of brought out yeah, its greatness for sure. Mm-hmm. Got some good lyrics to it, I guess. It's weird. I love the solo. Might yeah. be a Rush song. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a Rush song. This one I just don't think gets the credit it deserves, but when you think about the lyrics and read them out, this is pretty special. She looked good. She looked hotter than hell. All dressed in satins and lace. I looked at her, and it was just too clear. I had to get on the case. I said, lady, oh lady, can I take you home? There's just so much we could do. I'll take you all around the whole wide world before the evening is through. Mm -hmm. That's that could be a red hot chili pepper song. What are you kidding me? Do you know the story? The, there's a theory that uh, 
that that song is about. Do you remember who Lynn Christopher is? Uh uh-uh. uh. She was a female solo artist, and she was on. I think she was on the label that Wicked Lester was signed. I think Epic. Yeah. And Gene and Paul actually sang backups on the record. Okay. This is when Wicked Lester was going on. That was how they made their money was doing backup right, work. Sure. And if you look up, there's an album that came out, and she's a stunning woman, just beautiful woman. And um, apparently, uh, Lynn Christopher had said in an interview that Paul Stanley was like really enamored with her. Yeah, and even showed up at her house one day around this time, oh, wow. and like kind of made a pass at her, like because he thought there was something between them. Right, and she kind of had to push him off, like, and, and said, "I'm married." Wow. And there's a lot of people that think that. Hotter Than Hell is actually written about Lynn Christopher. That makes sense. Because it's she showed me her wedding band. I mean, it's She it, was hotter than hell. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's pretty... And Peter Chris actually does a uh, backing vocal on that same record, and this is before they had met Peter Chris. Oh, wow. I know all these stupid stories. What a weird but, uh, coincidence. I had no idea. But yeah, and of course, it's a direct steal of uh, All Right Now by Free. Yeah, kind of, it's kind I of the same, hear that. the same vibe. Yeah, I like it. I, uh, asked her yeah. why she, I asked her why she couldn't make up her mind. She said... You don't understand. I'd love to go, but there's something you should know. She showed me her wedding band. Yeah, that's pretty wild, man. Yep. It's I like that. That's a good story song again, yep. and they're good at that. I think that song is a little underrated. Oh, I do especially too. with the good lyrics to accompany such an awesome song. That's a great song. This one I always wondered about. The lyrics aren't bad on this, but Chris, what what's the first two lines to watching you? Oh, limping as you do, and I'm watching you. I always wondered about that because I always I, thought I it know was the, living. I know. I know the story behind that, too. Living as you do. What does that mean, limping as you do? Gene based it off of a Alfred Hitchcock movie from, I think, the 40s or 50s. Yeah. And uh, it was, I think, I want to say it was called like Rear Window or something like that. Well, basically, it's about a guy watching a murder take place across buildings. Like okay. he's looking into another apartment, and there's, I think, the guy who committed the murder got injured and he's limping to try to commit the crime wow so limping as you do really i'm watching you yeah that's crazy yeah i had no idea it's i always thought alfred that was about Hitch- a hot chick too no it's a, from an alfred hitchcock movie crazy yeah lyrics are all right on that one it's a weird that that's the music anchors yeah, that song most lyrics, definitely. The lyrics, you could tell gene was just trying to get anything let written. me find something to fit here yeah. what's on tv right now alfred it's hitchcock probably movie how it was written yeah. limping as you do yeah <laughs> so i thought wait a minute why is this chick limping but this like the movie is about sense. like voyeur like you're yeah, watching the it. action take place, but watching you so yeah that's pretty wild. I learned something here. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm full of all this worthless information. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. <laughs> this one's pretty good, too. We talked about this a little bit last week. It's been a month or two since I've been sleeping with you. I'm coming home again. Mm-hmm. Been to east and west, but baby, I like best the road that leads to you. Oh, girl, it seems the whole wide world seems to say. Hotels that all look the same just seem to drive me insane, but I can't get away. Until I receive a call that tells me that will be all, and then I hop a plane. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's totally written about like their touring days. Again, that's their life. You yep. know, this is before <laughs> Kiss starts writing songs about fantasy. You know, and, like <laughs> before oh, Just a Boy. <laughs> yeah, or simple things. You know, this is Kiss actually putting together some good thought into these lyrics. You know, and not just making the the vocals fit the song, mm-hmm. but have the songs kind of tell a little bit of a story that makes a listener wonder. What is this really about? Yeah. See? You don't have to be Pink Floyd to do that mm-hmm. shit. Another song that benefited from Unplugged a great deal. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. 
So that's hotter than hell. Yeah. Pretty good lyrics for the most part. Yeah. You know, so far, Kiss lyrics are pretty damn awesome. Mm-hmm. So now we get to dress to kill. In my hometown, I'm hanging around with all the ladies treating me real good. <laughs> A sweet song. 16, looking hot and mean, says, I, I wish, wish you would. would. <laughs> <laughs> but just as I'm about to tell her, yes, I think I can, I see her dad. He's getting mad. All the time, he knows that I'm in need of room service. Yeah, this one's kind of cheesy. It's, yeah. it's, but, I mean, he's writing it probably from a real perspective. But it is from a real perspective. Yeah. You think that's silly, and that doesn't make any sense, but that sounds like something these guys are going through at mm-hmm. this period in their life because oh. they're starting to build some notoriety, and, yeah, there's a lot of women probably throwing themselves or, at them because they're so different. Well, let's look at it this way. Or it could be similar to like what Ricky Rocket talked to us about when we interviewed him about Look What the Cat Dragged In because like a lot of the songs are about <clears throat> reveling in the girls and the success and everything. And right. when we brought that up in the interview, He's like, well, we were writing about what we hoped for. Right, we weren't actually yeah. getting it. It could be a case of that, too, where Paul's right. like expecting that, but he's not. Re- for all we know, during this time, I mean, I'm sure they did okay with groupies, but I'm sure it wasn't a daily thing. I mean, there was probably a lot of downtime right. where nothing was going on. Yeah, but they probably all had hot girlfriends and stuff. I know, but that, Paul did at that time. Yeah, yeah was, Peter had Lydia. Yeah, I think she was looking uh, damn good. Gene even then. had a steady girlfriend at that time. Yeah. yeah. So Nace was they married. They know a little something. <laughs> yeah, they know a little something about the ladies. Yeah, the ladies in waiting. Oh boy! <laughs> so you've been to the market. <sighs> the meat looks good tonight, and the ladies in waiting will show you what it's all about. So awful. Yeah, not good. That's I think the first kind of lyrical stinker oh, in man. the career of Kiss. I mean, there's some other stuff that's a little bit questionable. That's just pretty weak and bad i'll say for the first three albums it's the worst song by far yeah the first i'd have records. to agree it has to be there's nothing that even Except comes for close. maybe kissing time yeah but that you can't count that that's a cover song but yeah ladies in waiting is just awful it's the song about and it's what is it like one verse and a chorus pretty much there's nothing yeah, else there's to nothing it. else yeah. to it so that's they wrote a song that song in five minutes built around the song more than it is and, the lyric you know the lyric wasn't given much time i don't think and musically it's not good either jeans in the grocery store and he gets inspired <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's like everybody like, uh, like uh, you know kiss was Kisses was music was great in the seventies. The eighties is the bad. I'm like I, I, you know, exhibit A. Right, and that's Ladies not the last one, but it's it's pretty good to get this far into the song. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's the first one you really go, oh geez, yeah, that's kind of yeah, it sucks. Not as good as the rest. <laughs> but then they turn it right around with this one. This one I love. These are awesome lyrics. She's a dancer, a romancer. I'm a Capricorn, and she's a Cancer. She saw my picture in a music magazine. When she met me, said she'd get me. Touched her hips and told me that she'd let me. I took her hand. Baby, this is what I said. Mm-hmm. That's No, that's a great, great song. That's really great. I like that. I love the touched her hips and told me that she'd let me. That almost has, a, almost has a Motown type vibe to it. Like I could yeah. see like the Temptations or somebody doing those types of things. And lyrics. like you said, the mention of astrology in it. Yeah, it's cool. Know, she's a dancer, romancer. That's some great stuff right there. I'm a man. I'm no baby. And you're looking every inch a lady. You're good looking and you're looking like you should be good. I've never liked that line. You were distant. Now you're nearer. I can feel your face inside the mirror. The lights are out, and I can feel you, baby, with my hand. Yeah. First group of lyrics, a little bit better than that, I think. Still good. But that's still pretty cool. And I yeah. still say, I like you're good looking, and you're looking like you should be good. Uh, Try that in a bar one night, guys. <laughs> and then go home and beat it. She's like, dang. 
This black eye kind of looks like a star. <laughs> All right, moving on. This one's kind of cool. I like this. I'm in love and it feels so good because I need her. Don't mistreat her and I tell her so. When I saw her and she looked my way, I was lonely. She's my only. In the morning, when I raise my head, she's beside me. She can hide me when I'm feeling low. If I'm thinking everything's all wrong, my girl shakes me. She awakes me. That's all right. Not their best, not their worst. Kind of cool. I bet Gene probably gave Paul shit for that song. Yeah. It's not a macho song. It's more a I'm in love yeah, song. Yeah, definitely is. Yeah, it was one of the songs that Gene would make fun of Paul. Be like, of. all right, Paul, you can put that on the album, but we got to follow it up with She. Yeah. And that's got some damn good Great lyrics. Song. Some of my favorite Kiss lyrics. And it's so simple. There's not a lot to it. She walks by moonlight. No one really knows. Enchanted starlight, never going home. Mm-hmm. Simple, but heavy. You can picture it in your head. Yeah, definitely. Doing well for others. She doesn't really know. The power's all within her as she takes off her clothes. Mm-hmm. That's badass. Yep. That is really cool. I like that a lot. There's a fun trivia thing from that. Was I think it was... Maybe it was Neil Bogart. I can't remember who it was that told him this, but when he was... Maybe it was Steve Cornell, but... When they were writing this song, uh, the original lyric was, um, she's so good. Yeah. He initially was going to say, she's so bad, but they're like, no, say, she's so good. Like, right. Because it, it almost gives a, a, a better kind of slant to Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that is better. So, yeah. That, it makes you think, you know, is it, what is good, what yeah. is bad. Yeah. Now, I, now, His and, songs making you think how you like that. Well, it's also like, you know. Kiss is always known as being a misogynist band, and that's probably true to a point. But this is yeah. one of those songs where the woman is is the one in power. Yeah, you know, I love those lyrics. I think that's pretty damn awesome. Mm-hmm. And then for the last one on this one, you can you know I don't even need to read them to you. Everybody knows the lyrics to rock and roll all oh, night. Well, yeah, but you kind of don't think about that. You know, when I think about when we do best Kiss, you know, whatever that. I don't ever think about rock and roll all night. Rock and roll it's all night just yeah. It's you've heard it so many times. I don't want to really hear it again. You know, but it's, it's like it's, I can it's, name you fifty other Kiss songs I'd rather hear. Sure, but it's a very well crafted pop song, right? Mm-hmm. And if you check out the lyrics, they're really even pretty damn cool. Oh sure. You show us everything you've got. You keep on dancing, and the room gets hot. You drive us wild. We'll drive you crazy. That's really cool. It's well-crafted pop songwriting. You say you want to go for a spin. The party's just begun. We'll let you in. You drive us wild. We'll drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. That's some kind of badass poetry right there. You keep on saying you'll be mine for a while. You're looking fancy, and I like your style. You drive us wild. We'll drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. You don't really think about rock and roll all night too much because it's rock and roll all night. But when you break down and really look at the lyrics, you got to give it its due because that's some yeah. good wordplay right there. Very clever, and it just sounds cool. Do you know what the original? Well, they you know because Gene and Paul wrote it together. Yeah, Paul wrote "I Want to Rock and Roll All Night and Party Every Day." That he wrote the chorus, uh-huh. but the the verses are Gene's. Do you know what song that came from? Uh uh-uh. uh Came from a song he did called "Rock and Rolls Royce," and it was a song about a car. Oh, and it was like about how yeah. how how a car kind of compares to a woman. Yeah, and he, like there was even like lines about like twin orbs glowing in the night and stuff like that. Oh and wow! Of course, you say you want to go for a spin, you know, right. we'll drive you wild. Yeah, it's like it was said, "You drive me wild, I'll drive you crazy." 
It was a song about a car. See, and then it meshes up so good yeah. with this other idea yeah. that it really it really works. It you just don't shows even you think that about a car when you hear that. Shows you that Paul and Gene should have done more co-writing. Most definitely. But egos get in the way. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us up to Destroyer. And again, you know, nothing really bad on that album. You know, so so far so good. We've only gotten yeah. a real one clunker well, so far. Well, nothing on Destroyer, nothing rivals Detroit Rock City. No. Lyric-wise. One of the greatest lyrical yeah. songs ever. Another one that tells a story. I feel uptight on Saturday night. Nine o'clock, the radio's the only light. I hear my song, and it pulls me through. Comes on strong, tells me what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, badass. About a guy driving to a Kiss concert. Yeah. And it gives you visuals in your head. Oh, totally. When yeah. I was a kid listening to this, I would see a movie in my head about yep. this song every time I heard it. Getting late, just can't wait. 10 o'clock, and I know I got to hit the road. First I drink, then I smoke. Start the car, and I try to make the midnight show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't not see it in your head. I mean, this is totally what poetry is. You're supposed to be able to hear these words and imagine the story that you're, you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Moving fast, doing 95. Hit top speed, but I'm still moving much too slow. I feel so good. I'm so alive. I hear my song playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it goes from there, and then the guy dies, and yep. it's, it's a movie in your head. It induces that. It's the Bob Ezrin treatment. Oh, you totally. Know, it, 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 you know, he did it for Alice Cooper, too. It's yeah. this whole album. It yeah. really is. Destroyer is just loaded yeah. full of amazing, it's, clever-ass lyrics. And it's kind of like Kiss went from 2D to 3D with this record. Yes. You know, like there's definitely. The, definitely an added element to the band on this album. Yeah, because this is something that anybody could listen to and mm-hmm. see it in your head. You yep. know, back then, there wasn't videos and things that were produced to give you the visual to go along with the audio. And so you'd hear things and it would induce images in your mind of while you're listening to it. And all these songs do it, especially on Destroyer. This one is different in a way that it's more relatable. Right. Like you said, the the underground New York kind of feel to the first albums coming up to this, where this one becomes a little more universal and is a huge step towards, you know, what Kiss is about to become, which right. is worldwide superstars. Yep. But lyrics that people can relate to, you know, that makes it pretty awesome. This one was always a great one. It's so sad living at home. Far from the city and the midnight fun. It's so bad. Going to school. So far from me and the dirty things that we do. What young man couldn't Mm -hmm. hear that picture in their head, a girl they like and they want to get with, but for whatever reason they can't, you know, living at home. Now this one going to school, all the things yeah. that teenagers hated. This was one where they were smart in buying this song because they didn't write this one. No, yeah, there was a band called the Hollywood Stars wrote this song. Yeah, and uh, Kim Fowley, who was the Runaways manager, right. brought it to them. This is a great one. The but, lyrics yeah. are awesome on it. But yeah, it's I mean, and it fits fits the theme of the album, fits the Kiss Definitely. spirit and everything. Yep. Yeah, Kiss definitely makes it their own. I'm sure. Oh, it's much better. Probably than the tweaks original. it. Yeah. I mean, this one you can't deny. <laughs> this is one of the coolest songs Kiss does. It's something that's still in their set list today. It's a iconic part of just about every Kiss concert. It's got a thunder. Mm-hmm. You've got something about you. You've got something I need. Daughter of Aphrodite, hear my words and take heed. I was born on Olympus to my father, a son. I was raised by the demons, trained to reign as the one. Yep. God of Thunder. The original lyric had said, uh, we make love till we bleed. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Sounds painful. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah. That's something nobody wants to relate to. Yeah, this was a case of Paul writing a good skeleton and then Gene and Ezrin taking it to to another place. Definitely. I mean, yeah. how cool. I'm the Lord of the Wastelands. That's mm-hmm. just an Modern awesome day line man in of itself. Steel. Yeah. yeah, that's Gene. I gather darkness to please me. Mm-hmm. What the hell, yeah. man? That sounds like something it's, Skeletor would say. Well, yeah, that well, is so cool. It's like a it's like a comic book comes along. Yeah. Yeah. Before the God of Thunder. The spell you're under will slowly rob you of your virgin soul. Yeah. I'm sure parents weren't thrilled about that one. some scary shit right there. (laughs) Some pedophile-sounding stuff right there. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's awesome. No, it's a great song. Yeah. All right, let's keep it going. Like I said, none of these are really bad. You're sitting in your seat, and then you stand and clutch your breasts. Our music drives you wild along with the rest. You see me singing this song, and you see what my mouth can do, and you wish you were the one I was doing Yeah, this to. one, uh, I can't get behind this one. <laughs> it's a little of both. You know, this there's one's some hokey cool as stuff fuck. in there, but yeah, that is a little goofy. Has any girl just jumped up and started clutching her tits at a Kiss concert? I'm sure. I'm sure they did. <laughs> they did it for the Beatles. They did it for Kiss. That's true. Anybody that was big had women screaming and going crazy in the crowd. Right. Kiss could relate to that. Yeah, not a fan of that one. No, that one's uh, not their greatest, but no. I don't know. It's unique. It's cool. It's a different perspective, that's for sure. <laughs> this one you got to love. My uniform is leather and my power is my age. I'm getting it together to break out of my cage. Mm-hmm. That's Flamin an awesome youth. line from Flaming Youth. Yeah. Overall, not a whole lot in the lyrics for that one, but you can't no, deny that line. That's written badass. for the teens. Yeah. And that's the Bob Ezrin thing. That's like Department of Youth for Alice Cooper. I mean, that's part of what made Kiss so big at, at this oh, time yeah, in they, their career. Yeah, they know? catered to a younger audience, and it paid off big for them. Big time. All right. That brings us up to Sweet Pain. This one's I love a little, this one. little hit and miss, but my leathers fit tight around me. My whip is always beside me. You want the same thing every day? I'll teach you love a different way. Mm-hmm. You'll learn to love me and my sweet pain. Yeah, it's a song about S&M. Yeah. It's like bondage. See, I could see myself up on stage with some bongos, with some little hip, <laughs> hippie club up there, and get up on stage and read that. <laughs> <laughs> with a gup mask on? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Here, put this ball in your mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different. <laughs> it's like but what, it's like what again, you know, sometimes with a kiss song it's not what they're saying, it's how they're saying yeah. it. And that song is definitely Well, that one when I was a kid, I didn't understand half the lyrics to it. No. Cuz he uh, just sounded kind of garbles through the whole thing. Until you get older and you start figuring yeah, and that out. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, wow. Like, wow He's singing about is... some hard hardcore shit." And everybody was right about Kiss. They really are evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just perverts. They're definitely just perverts. <laughs> and they're all to have a good time. This is another one, too. We talked about it a little bit last week about how you know people kind of get tired of it because it's one of Kiss's more overplayed songs, or it used to be. Mm-hmm. But when you break down the lyrics to this one, man, you got to love it. Well, the night's begun, and you want some fun. Do you think you're going to find it? You got to treat yourself like number one. Do you need to be reminded? If you don't feel good, there's a way you could. Don't sit there brokenhearted. Call all your friends in the neighborhood and get the party started. Mm-hmm. Good flow, yeah. good rhyme, 
makes sense, the makes se- you feel good, the especially sequel, when you're young. Yeah, it's the Rock and Roll Night sequel. Yeah. But Don't I, let them tell you that there's too much noise. They're too old to really understand. You'll still get rowdy with the girls and boys because it's time for you to take a stand. Mm-hmm. Shout it. Shout it out loud. That could have been an Alice Cooper song easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, now, this one. This is, I think, the surprise to me hmm. out of doing this whole thing. Because just last week and many times over, I've proclaimed Beth to be one of my least favorite Kiss songs ever. Mm-hmm. And one of the worst things Kiss ever did, even though it kind of put them on the map. <laughs> it definitely put that, them on the map. In a way that I kind of wish it wouldn't have, but I guess something's you better than You wouldn't have a Kiss today if it wasn't for this song. But I hate Beth. Oh, man, I hate Beth. <laughs> Until so you, pay you break it down and look at the lyrics. Because lyrically, mm-hmm. Beth is one of the coolest things Kiss ever wrote. Because it's, a, again, it's another story. I mean, just, it's so simple, but it's so deep. Mm. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Me and the boys are playing, and we just can't find the sound. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you. I think I hear them calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? You say you feel so empty that our house just ain't a home. I'm always somewhere else, and you're always there alone. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you. I think I hear them calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? I mean, come Mm -hmm. on. That is freaking awesome. It's Beth. But when you look at them lyrics, it doesn't get much better than that. If you can't see that in your head while you're listening to that song, your movie theater and your brain is closed down. It makes such a great visual. Well, anybody who's you know been in a band or has something that takes them away from their their loved one where they can't make it home and they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place can relate to that song. And that's what we talked about: Destroyer being something that everyone can relate to, not just people. And for women, you know, rock scene in New York, this is for the world. And for women, they to be on the other end of that, they can relate to it also. And I think that was part of what made that song so popular is because it appealed to everybody too. The women that their husbands are out on business trips yep. or you know work 50 hours a week at the factory right. or you know whatever the circumstance may be in a band on the road you know women yeah. could totally relate to that as well and i think kind of putting it that way it's a sensitive song yeah it's clever as hell yeah it is clever as hell well written and lyrically it's one of kiss's best songs do you know the story behind the original version it was for Beck, right? Well, yeah, well, his, the one. Peter Chris was in love with Jeff Beck? No. <laughs> That's a whole different song. Oh, yeah. But uh, there was um, there was one of the bandmates in the band, Chelsea, I think his name was Michael Brand, had a girlfriend named Becky, and she would ring the rehearsal studio all the time and constantly interrupt their practices Damn. and drive everyone crazy. Yeah. And... The original song was more making fun of this girl than anything else. Because, like, instead of, uh, I think I hear them calling, oh, Beth, what can I do? It uh, was, I know you love complaining. Oh, Beck, what can I do? Like, they yeah. were they were actually pissed off at the girl, and they wrote it about her. Wow. But then Ezra and, you know, and there's, you can hear the original nope, version on YouTube. It be relatable. And, yeah, and Ezra heard it, and he's like, well, we can kind of turn this inside out and make it into an endearing love song because yeah. it initially wasn't it was a kind of a fuck you song that's pretty cool yeah have you heard the original version i don't think so it's on youtube yeah. but chelsea beck and and uh and it, you can i mean it's all done on acoustic there's no piano yeah. and peter's playing bongos there you go bongos and um but yeah and you can hear them sing. and i think they say that 
Stan Penridge was singing it, but I'm, it sounds just like Peter to me. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, you can when you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, that's Beth. Wow. Yep. That's pretty cool. So you heard it here first. I admit Beth's actually pretty good in this instance. Here's another one I've always loved the lyrics to. You really like my limousine. <laughs> you like the way the wheels roll. You like my seven-inch leather heels and going to all of the shows. But do you love me? You like the credit cards and private planes. Money can really take you far. You like the hotels and fancy clothes and the sound of electric guitars. But do you love me? That's pretty damn cool. And the whole song is really good. You really like rock and roll, all the fame and the masquerade. You like the concerts and studios and all the money, honey, that I make. But do you love me? You got to love that. That's some pretty smart lyric writing right there. Taking something that Paul probably relates to. You know, all these women throw themselves at him saying how much they love him. But do you really love me? I mean, you love you love the star child, but you don't yeah, really was, know the real Paul Stanley. And at that point, that's a real struggle. That's when fame starts setting in, and not just with girlfriends and stuff. Yeah. You don't know who you can trust because you're hearing what you want to hear from everybody because you're famous now. Sure. That's got to be hard. Wants everybody wants a piece. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to know who to believe. Yeah. And that's something you can kind of look at and go, yeah, I can totally see how instances in their real lives mm-hmm. could inspire a song like that. Yep. You know, Do you oh. like me for me or for my status? Yeah. A piece of the glimpse behind the scenes of being kissed through song yep. and lyrics. I like that. All right, so that's Destroyer. Yep. Not really a totally bad one on there. Some mm. a little less than others, no. but lyrically, really, really smart Kiss album. Mm-hmm. Put that in your pipe, Pink Floyd. <laughs> Ezrin, Ezrin can bring it out of these guys, too. <clears throat> but then we get to Rock and Roll Over. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Over, I think, is an album that has more to do with song than lyrics. I think lyrics were kind of a second, kind of an afterthought on this album and that the songs were more important because there's a lot of songs on here that the lyrics aren't really the greatest, Mm -hmm. but the songs are still really damn good. But the first song off this album has got it all. Lyrics, song, everything. In the morning, I raise my head and I'm thinking of days gone by. And the thing I want out of life is I want you. Mm -hmm. You can run, you can hide, but you'll never get away. You can lie and deny, but you know you're going to pay. Never loved, never thought you could. Treat you right, girl, you know I would. You can fight, but tonight there's nothing you can do. I want you. That's awesome. That's Paul going for the the Led Zeppelin model. Yeah, my favorite part of that song is this. You can walk in a haze, you can travel till you die. You can live in a dream, and your life will pass you by. Every day that you hesitate... You're never changing the hands of fate. You can fight, but tonight there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I want you, man. Mm, power. Some great lyrics. That's on that power one. right there. Power mm. in lyrics. Yeah, love that. Love that song. Gives you a whole new appreciation for some of these songs when you break them down and look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not this one so much. Put your hand in my pocket. Grab onto my rocket. <laughs> Feels so good to see you receive. Baby, got to know. Do you want to go? How you gonna make me feel? I said, I oh, thought, baby, you make me ah-ah-ah-ah-ah-ah-ah. Uh, 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 uh. I thought he was saying, feel so good to see you, Lucille. Lucille? Yeah. Who's Lucille? Because, read it off again. Put your hand in my pocket, grab onto my rocket. Feels so good to see you receive. 
That sounds right to me. But then it says, baby, want to know how... Baby, you've got to know. Do you want to go? How are you going to make me feel? Make me feel, Lucille. You sure you got the lyrics right on that? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's saying Lucille. Lucille? Mm-hmm. Look it up on your phone real quick. Let's take a pause for the correction. Kiss. Take me. Feels so good to see you receive. That sounds right to me. I think it's Lucille. And oh, it says receive on the lyrics. Yeah, I don't think it's Lucille. See, there you go. You got one now, too. That can't be right. Yep. Sometimes you've been singing these songs for years and you didn't even know. Maybe they, I thought Paul had a thing for Lucille Ball. <laughs> this is awesome, people. We're witnessing oh, history and making. On, but on the Metro Lyric site, it says Lucille. Lucille? Yep. That doesn't seem right. Lucille and feel rhymes better than receive and feel. Yeah, I guess. But it, to me, in my brain, it sounds like it says, feels so good to see you receive. So, all right, in the comment section on yeah, Facebook. somebody's got to clear this up Straighten for us. us out. Who's right and who's wrong? Wow. There'll probably be See? people saying each. That's cool. That's a very from-the-crotch song. Yeah, definitely. But I always liked it. But though. it's got some good flow to it and everything. But Musically, I love it. Yeah, musically, the and see, like I said, you know, song. like sitting in the back, her head down in my lap, the moonlight <laughs> shining down, down on her hair. hair. <laughs> the radio was playing, her fingers were astraying, her mama didn't know she was there. Yeah. That's kind of silly. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. But when, it, it, when it's part of the song, it sounds cool, so it really doesn't matter what they're saying in that one. A lot of songs about sex song. with teenagers in the 70s, not just with Kiss, like yeah. everywhere. Ted Nugent inspired an entire genre. Uh, Ted was actually living that life. Pedo rock. <laughs> Pedo rock. <laughs> it's the Nambla Fest with uh, Ted Nugent and Kiss. Terrible. Sorry. All right. Um, so here's the song in question that brought us to this. You need my love, baby. Oh, so bad. You're not the only one I've ever had. And if I say I want to set you free, don't you know you'll be in misery? No. You know um, Why? So if you please, get on your knees. There are no bills. There are no fees. Baby, I know what your problem is. The first step of the cure is a kiss. And I don't know about that. Not That's the greatest song where The song is better than the words, but it all works together. You know the origin story of that song? Uh, Bad, Bad Lovin'? Was that well? I mean, it, part it, of it. That I mean, that's where some of the music comes from. But yeah. the the uh, the idea for calling Doctor Love, uh-huh. Gene, they were on tour in like Indiana, I think, at a Holiday Inn, and he was watching the Three Stooges. Uh huh. And they had a, there was an I don't remember the name of the episode, but it was one where all three of them were playing doctors. Yeah. And like the woman's over the intercom going, Doctor Howard, Doctor Fine, Doctor Howard. And he's like, so calling Dr. Love. Calling Dr. Or calling Love. Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. And he's like, oh, well, calling Dr. Love. And that's where the idea came from. That's crazy. Yep. It's weird where songs <laughs> come from sometimes. Gene watched a lot of but TV. Then it's funny, because like, then you look and say, okay, so these songs that Gene is getting ideas from, things that he's seeing on TV, aren't as good as the songs about what Paul's seeing in real life. Yeah, it sounds like Paul was doing a lot more living than Gene was. Yeah, Gene's watching a lot of TV. He's in, in the hotel. In between groupies. Yeah, he's in the hotel. Yeah. They didn't have remotes back then. You had to have a naked girl go change the channel for you. Well, you know, it's funny with uh, with all that we've read over the years about the guys. Like, it sounded like 
Paul, Ace, and Peter were all very social guys, would go out to parties and stuff all the time. It's not like yeah. Gene just stayed in a lot, didn't because he was a teetotaler. He Probably like no to... reason to go out if I don't drink or do yeah. drugs. And if the girls are just coming and to the girls the door, just come to him, so why would you ever want to leave? That's why he got so into movies and TV, I'm sure. Yeah. Cause see, good thing it wasn't heroin. Yeah. Uh, it'd been the same thing. You never see Gene Simmons, he's always back in his room. Yeah. You know, addiction's Gene's, addiction, I guess. With Gene, if, if he had gotten into heroin, he'd have been dead by thirty, I'm oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That he'd still be laying in a hotel room somewhere under the bed <laughs> it's a good thing he was addicted to poon tang yeah okay every time it's the same what bothers me is my fame you're what i need to play the game this is another one <laughs> you say you like to dance i think i'll take a chance and baby maybe it's time for romance you're such a jewel in the rough you want to show me your stuff <laughs> for my money you can't be too soon yeah meet meet you in the ladies room yep Pretty pretty basic lyrics. Yeah, nothing real. You know, that's kind of I can't put that on a on a high horse. We're getting into an era now where things are starting to change lyrically for Kiss, and you're seeing it already because we've hit a couple of lyrically clunkerish songs in the last on this last album. The egos are growing, so some of the songwriting and their perception is changing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's weird, and it doesn't seem like. Like with the first few albums, they had time to really put the work into the lyrics to really put some introspective and some personal feelings mm-hmm. and experiences into these songs. But this one seems like they're in a big hurry. Well, at this point, they're living in a bubble. Yeah. I mean, they don't. They probably don't know what reality is at this point. Hurry up and put out a new Just album. Put out a record and put it down. Yeah, this the, lyrically, a lot of this on here seems pretty rushed. Like, you know, just make it work. Yeah. You know. Ooh, baby, maybe it's time for romance. I don't know about all that. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Here's another one. Not the greatest. Not everybody's favorite Peter Chris song either. Go, baby driver. Been driving on down the road. Oh, what a rider. Carrying such a heavy load. Don't ever need to know direction. Don't need no tow, food, gas. No more. Go, baby driver. Don't want to sleep all alone. Ooh, what a rider. Push that pedal to the floor. I don't know. I can't really get behind that one either. That's not really... Yeah. That seems like a song like, hurry up and figure out something to write about. Yeah. Um, and that was another one that came from P- Peter writing about a friend. Him and Stan Penridge were in a band that might have been the same guy. I don't know. That uh, like This goes back to before case. The guy that ended up going on to marry Beck. <laughs> Maybe. Um, married Beck and very upset about it. But I guess like... Peter and Stan used to have to like take subways or something to where they rehearsed, and you know it was like a big schlep to get wherever they wanted to go. And the, the guy, one of the guys in the band, got like an Alfa Romeo, a really nice Alfa Romeo, as a gift or something from yeah. his parents. He's like a spoiled kid, and they were like, "Well, we can ride with you, right?" He's like, "No, I don't have room for anybody in the car." And he was a dick to them about it. So yeah. the song was kind of written about written about uh, that guy it was another fuck you song but then twisted around in a way where it seems like it's about a girl yeah kind of yeah. but uh yeah the the the, the music i mean i love baby driver I always have a lot of people hate that song yeah. but uh but the music is the salvageable part the definitely, lyrics aren't very most good. definitely i think that's kind of what wrecks baby driver for people because the song itself is really good the music's great but the lyrics are kind of cheap yeah it's not a great song lyrically you know, Peter Chris is known for his emotional songs, you know, some deep lyrics. I mean, look at Bat. You know, that's some deep stuff yeah. right there. Although, I love at the end of the song, it goes, you know what, 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Exit, girl. We'll let you in. I don't know. Not their best. 
So far, not so good with rock and roll over, but maybe the next one can save it. Maybe not. My limousine is awaiting, and I see you coming my way. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sitting by the window, and you ask me which hotel I stay in. We'll make a reservation between the hours of 10 and 2. How do you do? You've got the time to remember. I've got a slick proposition. Stiff proposition. Oh, this is slick. Yeah, you're right. It's stiff. Yeah, I got a stiff proposition. I'll keep my eyes on this now. Now that whole Lucille thing is starting to come back (laughs) up. There's nothing else I'd rather do. So you lift your dress. You want to impress. There's one thing I've got to confess. Love them, leave them. Awful song. I never knew it was my limousine is is awaiting. Oh, really? This was one that got me that I thought, I guess I've been singing it wrong all What were you years. singing? I thought it was, my name is Gene and I'm a waiting. <laughs> I really my did. Gene and I'm I really did. My name oh, is Gene and I'm a waiting, and I see you coming my way. That would be better hey, than hey, my hey. limousine is a waiting. Yeah, seems kind of lame. But again, it kind of tells what Gene, where Gene's at in his life right now. He's got a limousine. He don't drive himself nowhere. You know, girls are just throwing themselves at him because, I mean, Alive is already out at this point. Mm-hmm. There are, Destroyers come out. Beth is a huge song. These guys are getting a lot thrown their way. Right. And I mean, the girls are throwing it at him a lot. <laughs> and this is basically what their lives are like. You know, he's got to take reservations. He's got to schedule these things. Right. He's got a portfolio to build. Yeah. One of his favorite lines in the 80s was, well, I had a stiff proposition and she had an opening. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poor Gene. Like, he never had any pickup lines that really worked. No. Well, he didn't need them. Except for him. Except he was Gene Simmons, so they worked for him. That's the beautiful thing about that. Like, so these are all Gene Simmons' pickup lines, but he doesn't really need them, so it doesn't matter what they are. So when a girl comes, and she already knows what she's there for, you know, she's there to get with the Gene, to get with the demon, and so it doesn't matter what he says. So he thinks all these lines are great, because when he says something like that, it always works. Although, well, although he he's been turned down a lot too, especially as he got older. Yeah. And I've heard him say in an interview, he's like, you know, what's your advice to guys trying to meet up with girls? He's like, it's all about persistence. Yeah. You know, it, you know, one girl might turn down your best line, but if you ask forty of the forty girls, then give them that same line, at least one of them's going to go home with you. Right. That was always his yeah. his method. And it, it makes sense. You know, the law of averages. You've got to be willing to take rejection You ask a 100 lot. girls, and one of them says yes, then maybe it was worth it. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've never liked that song. But back in that time, it wasn't hard for them. All right. This one, it's another one. This is a Peter Chris song written by Paul Stanley. It's, uh, it's a ballad mm-hmm. talking about hard luck woman. Lyrics are pretty good, mm-hmm. but there's one questionable thing in here I never understood. If I never met you, if I'd never seen you cry, if not for our first hello, we'd never have to say goodbye. That's pretty awesome right mm-hmm. there. Think about that. That's pretty cool. If never I held you, my feelings would never show. It's time I start walking, but there's so much you'll never know. I keep telling you, hard luck woman, you ain't a hard luck woman. Rags. That's what I wanted. Rags. Well, that doesn't. I don't. The sailor's only daughter, a child of the water, too proud to be a queen. Rags. I really love you. I can't forget about you. You'll be a hard luck woman, baby, till you find your man. I have a theory. Or change your name to something besides rags. I have a theory on it. 
I think it's the girl's nickname. Okay. And I think I know where it comes. This is me totally guessing. Because she's the sailor's only daughter. She's like a tomboy. And so kind she's of. rough. But do you remember the Raggedy Ann doll? Yeah. Redheaded doll? Uh-huh. So I'm thinking it's a redheaded daughter of a sailor. Rags. They, and they called her Rags. This is me totally putting two and two together. I don't know. That's so weird, though. It is a strange name. Because it, it makes the song weird. Because when you think he's singing. Yeah. I, what did I used to think he said? Because I never knew it was Rags for a long I used, time. I used to think it was saying Red. Yeah, I guess I just never knew because it sounds like he says bread. <laughs> bread. Yeah, it sounds like he says bread, but it's really rags, and neither way it makes sense. I think it's because he was trying to go for that Rod Stewart sound, and it sounded like right. something Rod like Stewart. Like a Maggie May yeah, sort of exactly thing. exactly what he was yeah. trying to do, and it sounds like something Rod Stewart would have sang. Yeah, he was trying to write it for him, make it's a little It's kind of a, like a British term, maybe, British name. I don't know, yeah. but I'm thinking it's based on a redheaded girl who... Like Raggedy Ann. That's very strange. Total guess on my part. But possible. Yeah. And that's rock and roll over. Yeah. That's where, lyrically, I think things start to go downhill a little bit for Kiss because they're not given the time anymore that they need to really perfect these things. Like the first album, they've been working on those songs for years at right. that point, you know? So they all had them top notch, you know? They probably went through numerous little changes before they ended up being what they were on that first album. Right. And the second album, kind of a continuation of that because some of them songs go back to that other era. Mm-hmm. And the third one, too. And then you get to Destroyer, and they get a big helping hand from Bob Ezrin, and mm-hmm. every song lyrically is really damn good. Mm-hmm. Then you go from that to Rock and Roll Over. And back on their own. And they're back on their own, yeah. and they don't have a whole lot of time. But I love what they did. But, you know, yeah. like I said, a lot of those songs on Rock and Roll Over are so damn good musically and rock so kick-ass musically that you can forgive some of the goofy, cheesy lyrics that go along on top of these really awesome songs. Yeah. So then that brings us up to the peak of Kiss, and that is Love Gun. 1977, man. These guys are firing on all cylinders. And lyrically, well, they start out in the right direction. I remember the day that we met. I needed someone. You needed someone, too. Spent time taking all you could get. Giving yourself was one thing you could never do. That's pretty damn cool right there. I love that song. Giving yourself is one thing you could never do. Man, that's awesome. You played with my heart, played with my head. I got to laugh when I think of the things you said because I stole your love. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. You never stopped running around. You'd pick me up, then you would still put me down. You were the girl that nobody could own. Stay for a while, then you would leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm something different, ain't like the rest. How does it feel to find out you're failing your test? How does it feel? Um, the, do you know what, pretty good. Do you know what Ken Mills thought he was singing at the end of that last line there? Uh-uh. How does it feel to find out I'm feeling your tits? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest with you, it's making me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that's wild. There's some good stuff in that song, and there's some stuff that's a little bit cheesier, but overall, I mean, that's some, a great some of the lines in this, and then the song itself being awesome mm-hmm. doesn't hurt either. So mm-hmm. I Stole Your Love, one of the best Kiss songs for sure, both musically and lyrically. Mm-hmm. And then we get to this one. This one, Kiss Don't Play Live No More, and probably for good reason. <laughs> this one's got some good in it, and it's got some bad in it. But it's like we talked about with the... uh, Going pervy again. Yeah, the pervy songs from the 70s. She's got me dizzy. She sees me through to the end. She's got me in her hands, and there's no use in pretending. 
See, that doesn't even rhyme, but it sounds good. Yeah. That's really wild. I like that. She drives me crazy. I want to give her all I've got. She's hot every day and night. There is no doubt about it. There's a whole lot of Christine, 16, but those verses right there are pretty cool. They got a good way that they roll when you read it. You know, it's got a good flow to it. But the bad part about this song, and everybody (laughs) knows it, I don't usually say things to girls like this your age, but when I saw you come out of school that day, that day I knew, I knew I've got to have you, I've got to have you. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't tell my probation officer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good and bad on that one. Yeah, that's a creepy It's got some song. clever lyrics in it and everything, but it's just a weird kind of creepy song. I mean, when you're a teenager, it's pretty cool. All right. When you're old enough to have kids of your own. <laughs> or grandkids of your you own. You take it out of the set list real fast. Yeah. Now, you know me, I love Ace Fraley. Mm-hmm. One thing Ace Frehley's never going to be accused of is being a masterful <laughs> lyric producer. That's true. He's got some cool stuff that's got some awesome flow to it and sounds good. But lyrically, Ace Frehley's pretty simple and sometimes even a little silly. Yeah. Your lightning's all I need. My satisfaction grows. You make me feel at ease. You even make me glow. Masterful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't cut the power on me. I'm feeling low, so get me high. Shock me, make me feel better. Shock me, put on your black leather. Shock me, we can come together. Yeah. Although, to take what happened to him and turn it into a song is is still pretty cool. But it doesn't really... But he, you know, It's only the thing. Well, like, he turned it into... Shock, he equated it to sex. But he equated yeah. it to a girl, yeah. Yeah. Sex, so... I mean, in that, it's kind of clever. He kind of took the Gene route. Let's take something that happened and turn it into a fuck song. Yes, it's totally like a Gene song. I could even, I could easily hear Gene singing that song. And baby, if you do what you've been told, my insulation's gone. Girl, you make me overload. Yeah, that that's, sounds like that, a Gene Simmons lyric. It really does sound like a Gene <laughs> Simmons lyric. Great song. Yeah. Lyrically. Yeah. Eh, I think the Chili Peppers so have a beat on that one. <laughs> Yeah, he could have probably thrown those lyrics in my face, and I'd have been like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that one. All right. One of their most popular and most loved songs over the years, something that's still in the set list today. I really love you, baby. I love what you've got. Let's get together. We can get hot. The lyrics on this are not good. No, this one is one that the song definitely The song carries. saves it. Yeah. No more tomorrow, baby. <clears throat> Time is today. Girl, I can make you feel okay. Just okay. Just all right. No place for hiding, baby. No place to run. You pull the trigger of my love gun. See, Ronnie? His gun is the dick. He's talking about his dick. I'll never forget the first time I realized that. That's the great thing about lyrics right there. See? That's what makes <laughs> I think I realized cool. pretty early on on that one. I'm like, oh, he's I never thinking knew. about his dick. <laughs> I know I've told the story. Been in Saturday school, which is like Sunday school for Lutherans, and one day the preachers got the pamphlet out, probably straight from those brothers in Minnesota. Yeah, the Peter's brothers. Talking about, you know, what bands you listen to, and I raised my stupid little hand and said, Kiss. And he, oh, yeah. There's a whole chapter of Kiss in this pamphlet. And then ran down some of the stuff. And at that point, I hadn't listened to Kiss for a little while. You know, I was kind of, I was little, but I was had Kiss records when I was pretty much a baby. Yeah. And then, you know, as I got older, like third grade, fourth grade, whatever this was, my Kiss records had sat for a minute. 
And then when he told me all these things <laughs> that these Kiss songs really meant, I ran, I went right straight home, and pulled the Kiss him. records off the shelf, put it on. I was like, that really is about his dick. Then <laughs> you know? I was totally That's on hilarious. Kiss again. He totally turned me. The opposite of what he was going for was what happened to me. That's the way it works. <laughs> Gotta love lyrics like that. You'd never know what it meant. <laughs> All right, so what else? Another Peter Chris classic coming oh, your way. Boy, this one. Now just imagine me for a minute. I'm up on a stage and I'm wearing like a brown turtleneck and a vest and I got a little beanie cap on and I've got a cigarette on a stick, one of those things, and I got the bongo drums and it's my turn to read some poetry. You're going to do this at the expo, right? I should. <laughs> my granny... She said I was a hooligan, running round like a fool again. I went down to the candy store. If I had a nickel, I'd buy some more. And I'm oh so sad. Yeah, oh so bad. So sad, but it's true. Baby, what can I do? My mama, she said I was a black sheep. My baby, she said I was a creep. And I'm oh so sad, oh so bad. So sad, but it's true. Baby, what can I do? And now for the the peak of my lyrics of reading poetry. I got a 35 Chevy on a 55 frame. Can't even spell my name. Dropped out of school when I was 22. What can I do to satisfy you? I'm a hooligan. Hmm. Won't go to school again. Thank you. No. <laughs> Boo! What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get off the stage! <laughs> we need to grab a camera and go do that someday. That song doesn't even work as a poetry read. We'll get up on stage and read the worst Kiss lyrics, oh live poetry, and not smarten anybody in the crowd up to what we're doing. They'll just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That'll be awesome. Yeah, not good. Kiss read going from the down book here. of Criscola. <laughs> <laughs> from the Gospel of Criscola. May the cat man be with you yeah. and, and also with you. <laughs> yeah, not great. You know, Kiss not definitely great. goes downhill yeah. as they Love go Gun's along. got a lot of s- there's, silly there's lyrics. There's a lot of peaks, it. you know, in between, but yeah. there's a lot of dips also. You know, Kiss started out really strong and then it all sort of goes downhill. Yeah. So here we are towards the end, and I figured this would be a good place to cut it off because this was really a changing point for KISS. You know, moving forward, it's the return of KISS. Right. So this was them at their peak. KISS Alive 2, the studio tracks on the album, don't even feature all four KISS members on all the songs. Yeah, you know, true. But there's still some... <sighs> Pretty good and not so good lyrics. This is on this a one. lot more songs where I think the music is great and the lyrics not so much on a lot of them. Yeah, pretty much the lyrics suck. On Kiss and I Alive love too. Larger Than Life, but even the lyrics, the lyrics, kind of the lyrics are not great on let's, that either. Let's start with All American Man. We oh, talked boy. about this a little bit yeah. last week, too. Mama told me, Your lady's looking for another man. I never worry. There ain't a need for me to take no stand. I got my reasons. The things I do are better left unsaid. I'm into pleasing. I do my talking with my hands instead. Yeah. I mean, it's... Kiss has done worse than this, but I mean, that's... (laughs) Interpreting those basically means, yeah, Mom, I know she's cheating on me, but guess what? I'm fucking other women, too. Right, yeah. I mean, that's essentially what he's saying. Because I can make some time. You've got your ticket, and you're looking fine. You're staring at the band... You want to land a six-foot, hot-look, all-American man. Mm-hmm. 
I've been to Detroit, I've been to L.A., and I've seen St. Lou. I've had some good times, but I've been waiting for a girl like you. Pretty run of the mill. Yeah. Well, um, not a lot of time. Sean Delaney was a big part of writing that song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it shows. It definitely does. Mm hmm. I mean, it's still sort of cool. I love the song, but it's Another mostly one for where the, the riffs. music. Yeah, yeah the music's great on that song. Ah, uh, this was the one you were praising last week. Mm. I'm flying in a 747. <laughs> I'm passing by the pearly gates, and I'm coming real close to heaven. And my guitar just can't wait. It just can't wait. Da, 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 da. In France, really had the chance. Yeah, there was plenty romance. <laughs> I've been to England, too. There wasn't much to do. One thing I know is true. What I would rather do is rockin' in the USA. Nowhere else I'd rather stay. Rockin' and a-rollin', rockin' and a-rollin', rockin' in the USA. Yeah. Genius. Thank you. (laughs) I still want to do that now. (laughs) Because every one of these I read, I'd be like, that'd be perfect to do that Dress up like a guy in a jazz club and... Uh-huh. You know, like tinted shades. What's up, Daddy-O? <laughs> I want to read you guys a little something. It's real deep, cats. You're going to dig it. And if your mind's ready, I'm ready to lay it on you. If you want to make believe, there's nothing up my sleeve. I'm a man as man can be, as you can plainly see. I don't want to see no tears. Eliminate your fears. When you think you've seen it all, baby. Ah. Yeah. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah, as awesome as a song that is, the lyrics are not so much. The lyrics are terrible. But again, it's not what he's saying, it's how he's saying mm-hmm. it. And that's, it's and, all attitude. And when he's, the attitude, exactly. Yeah. The attitude and the sexiness that Gene puts into this song, it really doesn't matter what he's saying because mm-hmm. it's going to sound badass either way. Yeah. This one I never knew. I'm someone you can't fight. I'm plain in size. Is that what that is? I always thought it was I'm man in size. Hmm. But it doesn't make any sense. I thought I said I'm plain in sight. Huh. Well, that wouldn't rhyme with eyes, though. I'm someone you can't fight. I'm plain in size. You can't believe your eyes. What you heard were not lies. I'm too much to hold. I can't be bought or sold. I'm far more than any man. Oh, I'm far more than a man. I'm going to make you understand. I'm larger than life size man. I'm larger than a life size man. Hmm. I love the song. But Song's great. Yeah. Lyrics, not so much. Right. See, now with this one, none of the lyrics are really, really good, mm. especially compared to some of that earlier stuff oh, yeah. where it really kind of tells a cool story or the stuff they were doing with Ezrin. This really falls off, and I think maybe it's a testament to what's going on with the band. You know, they're not really united here anymore. Well, that and the fame is set in, and it's changing them. Right. So they're writing from an ego standpoint. Well, they say when a band loses their hunger, it, uh, <clears throat> the inspiration kind of starts to lack. Sure, because when you're scraping and clawing, you know, the it's an emotional experience. Yeah. You know, once you get there, it's not the same anymore. You yeah. know, you get comfortable. And I think I think this is Kiss being comfortable with a K. It's kind of lazy lyrics, yeah. Definitely. And that gives us our last one. Mm. The Ace Fraley. Let's see if Ace can pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up lyrically with this one. Lady Space, you like the way I make you feel inside. Take a rocket ride. 
Need I say more? No, no you needn't. <laughs> One line I do like from this song is, the gravity that used to hold you down just don't exist no more. Yeah. That's the saving line from this entire song, yeah, pretty which much. is all rock with very little substance to it lyrically. Yeah. yeah, not much to it. So I think today we proved that, yeah, Kiss has had their ups and downs. Sure. And yeah, Kiss has slapped together some songs with some corny lyrics, and we haven't even gotten to the 80s. Oh, that's going to be fun to so do. So we can definitely loop back around and do this We could do a whole series on just the 80s albums. <laughs> yeah, and I think we're going to have a lot more instances of the lyrics being corny and goofy oh, yeah. and kind of dumb as opposed to the ones that are really clever and smart. But even in that era, there's a little bit of both. Yeah. In this era, I think we get more really good, smart, sure. cool lyrics than oh, we yeah. do the goofy, dumb stuff. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I wanted to show everybody today was that, you know, yeah, Kiss doesn't get confused with, you know, Pearl Jam or Red Hot Chili or Peppers Bob Dylan or, or Bob Dylan yeah. or Tom Petty or Tom Waits. You right. know, Kiss is never going to get confused. But they never wanted to be. With any of those bands. But that's because they're not like those bands. No. That's not their aim anyway. And that's okay. Yeah. Because Kiss is smart in their own way, and they're definitely good songwriters who have definitely come out with some really clever stuff over the years. That sounds awesome. So uh, in the comment section for this episode on Facebook, let us know. What do you think are the are the best and worst Kiss lyrics from the original band from uh, Up Through Alive 2? Well, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on the Facebook. We got all kinds of cool stuff going on. You got to check out what's going on over on Decibel Geek TV on the YouTube Check out that awesome article that Baco wrote. It's like yeah. a three-part thing where he's ranked every single Kiss song that's ever been released on a studio album, yeah. number one through whatever it goes up to, 300-something. Yeah. And he's got three installments, one through 50, and they're on. You know? And I think he's the only one writing anything at DecibelGeek.com yeah, so. for, uh, for Christmas, Christmas in July. So check that out wow. and check out the other stuff going on over yeah. there, too. And I disagree with him heartily on several of his rankings. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Me too, but yeah. I'm glad he took the time. I'm glad to he do did it. the article. Yeah. But he, we it's have a some, good read. Me and him have some talking to do. I love his little comments <laughs> that go along that accompany each song. That's oh, what yeah. made it for me. Yeah. I think it's really he cool. He did a great job. And uh, speaking of Baco, mm. I want to do something this week as we end the show. I got to play the song. I got <laughs> to play the song. <laughs> yeah. If you guys do not listen to Cobras and Fire you podcast, should. you definitely should be because you're missing out on some really cool stuff. Stuff like this. Wake up, Vinny, I ain't gonna give a fucking time to you. You cancel all your shows, you gotta know that you're running out of fans to screw. So you throw yourself a birthday bash. You must be running low on cash. I really don't think people care anymore. You heard my show and threatened to sue We all know that Meredith is you You stole my wallet and that's what really hurts All we wanted was to hear some songs and watch you play But you struggled with Cogin when you showed up with the onk on your face you got kicked out of your own band You're on Facebook blocking your last fan Ah, Vinny, you probably should be in jail 
lies have taken a toll on your face You're sad because you'll never be ace And Speedball Jam, well that's the pain we can do without I suppose creatures of the night and lick it up are cool But you're a liar and a thief And I wouldn't see the same about your pantsuit You're the guitar player who cried wolf Couldn't sell out a 60-seat room Oh, take the hint, Vinny, it's time to go away I guess you do keep me amused But your fans are being used Your word is worthless and your fame is dying out It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 